1: Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey,
2: listen! you you've been pressuring me to talk about this game for I don't know what, like eight months? maybe longer mm-hmm. right this has been uh, this thing's been on your docket for for quite a long time uh you basically had to drag this game and me across the united cities of america to discuss it so please you introduce this please this is your I, thing
3: ironically i think you just did it though right that's too <laughs> good to not use that was the intro now right. we're fucked we're Great. stuck yeah yep. so you Beached, got if you will you uh yeah Adam gets to crap on the parade before it has mm. even begun. That's right everyone. It's one upsmanship and it's going to be it's a big big one. It's a big day. It it's really going to be contentious one. Yeah yeah. It's our Death Stranding episode. That's right Death Stranding because every <laughs> character pronounces it with that emphasis and I want to do honor to this fantastic game I love by it. uh pronouncing it correctly. So we're covering Death Stranding today on one upsmanship. I am great. Michael Swain.
2: I am Adam Ganser.
3: That's right. And, and I am I'm also so for happy Lauren to know
2: it. because today is the day that we discussed Death Stranding. So look, I I think the audience deserves to know like right away this is gonna be a doozy because we feel very opposite. Caveats up top. Yeah yeah we feel we feel very opposite on this game but it's great. Uh, I think it's fabulous. He thinks
3: it's incredible.
2: (laughs) Like, yes, like, I don't think it's credible. It's like, it's like, like, I believe how
3: good it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not to be believed. Correct. The highly divisive game, Death Stranding. Um, So let's get right into it because I really just want to hop to uh, game on. But you can't, you got to do the due diligence. Much like. Packing up your fucking. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so let's pass our first checkpoint, which means uh, we've used our. I love Kojima lore, de- dude. It's so specific. We've uh, used our Cupid to bring South Knot onto uh, the Chiral network. Uh.
2: shut up it's great (laughs)
3: fuck you Um, and uh and our bt's giggling and happy in his little tank so that means it's time for the speed run
2: yeah i'll do the speed run because i really yeah yeah well no you can do it but see then what happens is the first rant is me destroying this game and i honestly feel like the audience deserves to hear your positive take on this first. I really do. I really firmly believe that. That that's important for this episode.
3: But I'm worried that you're gonna the people who haven't played this game or because here's the thing about this game it's the kind of game that a lot of people I think skipped because of the marketing and what it looks like it is. Okay, all right. And you're gonna argue that it is that. Yeah. Okay, I'll just say it. Walking Simulator. But I'm gonna explain why it's not... (laughs) And Ah, um, I don't want you to color their minds by starting with a speed run. That's like in this crappy game. No, 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 I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'll do. I'll
2: do a professional job of this
3: with a professional speed run. Here's your host, Adam
2: Ganser. (laughs) Start the clock. um, Thank you. So, Death Stranding is an action game developed by Kojima Productions, the first game since Hideo Kojima left the Metal Gear franchise. It was very hyped. Uh, it was uh, there was a lot of tension at the back of that decision. So this was a highly anticipated game. It is a third person. Uh, I guess we call it an act, like an action, you know, walking type game. Uh, There's like deliveries and bikes and there's some mild combat. It's a strange game, Adam.
3: He said this very publicly. It's (laughs) a new genre. It's a strange game.
2: Stop it. So the game features uh, extensive uh, plot and world building. Also has some of the best uh, video capture of actors we've seen so far. Has a lot of big celebrities in it, including Norman Reedus, who plays uh, Porter, Sam Porter Bridges, um, the main character. It is a complicated story about a post-apocalyptic world that is sort of uh, infested with a cataclysmic, uh, quasi-spiritual group of BTs who are sort of phantoms that could at any moment uh, attach themselves to to an existing human being and create an explosion of afterlife death called Void Outs. And uh, that's the simplest explanation that I can think of for it. There is much, much more to this game. Ultimately, it's the story of uh, our main character's origin. And uh, it's ultimately sort of unspooling the very dense lore that sort of makes this game what it is. It is a sort of thriller-inspired motif, but largely it is uh, about navigating difficult terrain. Uh, it was released in, it emotionally,
3: is. emotionally, yes. and literally.
2: Correct. It was released in November of 2019. Uh, it has received favorable reviews, although it is extremely divisive. And I think that's my speedrun.
3: Very divisive speedrun, but well done.
2: Yeah, I did. I um, didn't layer it up. T- I didn't load it up too much with commentary.
3: I've recently switched from divisive to divisive. I think it sounds smarmier. Yeah, yeah it's a like real my death head stranding. Is yeah. slightly further up my ass. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, great. Divisive. Neat. Um, so, what does that take us to? We pass that, a checkpoint.
2: Correct. It, that means we've uh, we've come back from the ether, uh, been reborn, vomit some strange black ink that mm-hmm. come, sometimes becomes bugs, uh, attach our baby to our chest so we can see the afterlife and keep going. Someone Delivering finally showed
3: mules how guns work and we are yeah, fucked now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That'd be I felt good. that was it, it's it's just odd that in the hyper future they're chasing you with sticks. <laughs> Trying to that bat is at you. That's an odd
2: thing. I agree with that. That is an odd decision. Uh that leads us to the game rants. Uh sure That our first player, Mr. Michael Swain himself, will embark upon whenever he's ready.
3: Player one plugging in. Okay, so um, I enjoy, I certainly enjoyed Phantom Pain, the fifth. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. And Metal Gear Solid 2 was sort of incredibly seminal and in- intensely enjoyable, I think holds up to the whole stealth action genre and movement as a whole. So already have great respect for the dude. I think I celebrate more than anything that there can be auteur filmmakers in the realm of gaming, so to speak. The idea that this guy has fully conceived visions that are brand new IPs, not derivative of an existing story um, that are ambitious is enough to celebrate for me alone. But when you couple that with the fact that this story, particularly death stranding is about something that I just hold to be one of the fundamental truths of existence and something that I fret about, constantly and that's just at the metaphysical core of my being which is um getting closer to or further away from the realization that we are all connected at some base level that that there's a an energy or a spiritual or however you interpret it it could be as simple as um if you think all we are all humans are is a bundle of advanced features and consciousness is one of them um there's base programming, the brainstem, that level, that thing, that place at which all life is connected, that universal rhythm, so to speak, Um, the ability to connect to another human being and truly feel connected and it it sustains you. It's like one of the only things worth celebrating in life. Um, My love for Adam and his love for me. Mm. I think this game is about all those things and I think that's so much more impactful to me than Metal Gear Solid, which is equally arcane lore, but just for the exercise of cool spy shit and family drama and like, the nukes are gonna go off, we gotta stop it. He's a clone of that guy, he's he's evil, he's gonna be a terrorist. Um, mm. This story does something that I think every good, let's say, play does where, and I'll break this down in Game On, every single note in the symphony is resounding off of the same point. Like the theme is so clear. It's such a cohesive vision. And for me, There's too much to say, dude. Um, There's also an aspect of comparing this to Animal Crossing New Horizons, where this was that for me, like it came at just the right time in terms of quarantine and COVID Um, at a time where I felt so isolated. uh, It simulated the sheer understanding that connecting to other humans is a joy in and of itself. And even though it's just a simulation, that was really important to me at the time. All of these conspire to make it Michael's Pick of the week. No, um, no, this is, for now, in official one-upsmanship canon. I am dislodging Psychonauts. This is my favorite wow. game. Death Stranding, wow. I think, is the most important uh, achievement in video game narrative so far that we have seen. As wow. a species, that's my rant.
2: Okay. Uh, player two, I-, I have to say, sadly, logging in, uh, I I really would love to have the experience of this game you're having, because uh, I don't at all. Uh, I I am going to I am going to spend a, a lot of this episode listening to what you think. I'm going to do that because I'm hoping that you'll trigger something in me that's like, oh, maybe I missed it with this game, because I hated this game. Hated. It. <laughs> yes. I hated it. Yes. So, I I did not, I don't hate the things you like about it. I I really don't. I I think the things you like about it are there. Um, I just think it is a complete mess. It's a mess. Everything about it is convoluted and stupid and like hard to get to, and there's hours between pieces of crucial information that would help make it all make sense. So, like, this the problem with this game is the problem that mystery box shows have when they're not good, which is most of them, right? And that is, it's like this constant drip of weird, obscure things that are not explained. And then when you do get the explanation, it's been such a long time that you're not satisfied with it. That's like my critique of this game is that the execution of it is all bad. All of it's bad. Uh, I don't mean that it looks bad. I don't mean that the acting is bad. I mean, the storytelling is bad. So, like, Kojima is an auteur. I totally agree with you on that. I completely agree. But he's bad. He's bad at storytelling. Uh, He has an amazing visual sense. Like, I'm envious at, at times of his ideas for camera shots. I think he's great at that. He is horrible at telling us information in a way that emotionally... inspires (laughs) horrible at that which is the fundamental job of a director he's horrible at that Uh, that's the first thing second thing is this game isn't fun it's not fun it is not fun to walk and like try to balance 85 packs on your back that's the game that's all it is the game is collect your piss collect your blood, hit these weird ghosts that'll kill you instantly if you don't hit them with the grenades and keep walking with luggage please to the next fucking Adam, city.
3: Please picture Adam on any random street corner in your neighborhood saying this aloud. That's the what air. it is. It's delightful. That's what it is. Collect your piss and fucking walk <laughs> with the shit on your back.
2: That's what it is. It's like, so I, on the one hand, I admire Kojima for his the tight perfectly executed like animation and button control like there's like there's poetry in the motion of his video games there's poetry in the landscape of his video games there's poetry in the angles of his video games but all the narrative information is like a fucking train wreck it is so it is so difficult to emotionally attach to anything narratively in this game for me. Now I suspect, before we get into game on, I suspect on a fundamental level, this is going to turn into the same conversation you and I have about Fallout, and that is, I think on a spreadsheet, we agree on what this game is trying to say, and you are you can experience the emotions with just that. I can't. I need the actual execution of it to work for me to have the joyous experience. The of deployment, the, the conveyance yes. of the thing. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and I understand that that's in part because uh, of the craft that I've chosen to spend my time working on. And it's also because uh, I think that I am less intellectually curious than you in some ways. I think you're a little more intellectually curious And I think, so sometimes I think you get a tickle from things that are just like different. And I'm a little bit more like, I'm going to filter that through the things I already think. And that's like, you know, on the one hand, it's one of my strengths. On the other hand, it's one of my flaws. So this sort of like exposes like some personality quirks that are different between us. And I like that about it. Um, I do admire the ambition of it. I completely admire it. It's why I've tried to play it five different times. Like, I've put in probably 100 hours in this video game mm-hmm. and never gotten more than 25 hours into it. No boy. Never.
3: Well, that's going to color your experience of it, I think, to some degree. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, but, again, I, I've never tried so hard to like a game. Never. Never tried this hard to like a game. Um, in part because I thought it has a great packaging and in part because I know how much you care about it and I want to connect to it for that reason. But I don't. Uh, and I don't want to keep saying that over and over. So that's my rant game on...
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
4: Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time, time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward, inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber. Live like a guggenmianer. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and hypergig for details.
3: We yeah. passed another checkpoint, and I'm not even going to bother thinking of a metaphor because I just want to get into it. So, great. We should point out. Um, I guess. Do people even? Oh, there's so much, dude. So for I I hear people in the industry pronouncing it kojima also i don't know if we should switch i've been saying kojima my whole life I, um,
2: I, i'm only going to give him so many changes so he can have death stranding but he can't have kojima. kojima
3: okay yeah, um I'm so we'll call it. him kojima so that's canon now uh yeah. apologies if it's technically incorrect we have much respect for the man um but also so how far have you gotten you didn't complete the storyline correct
2: i got to a plate no i but i watched all the videos so that i know what happened so i sailed over, like i beat the first big boss and i sailed around and i got to a place where we we're kind of making like lo- like very rudimentary weapons mm-hmm. um and i just i just was bored uh and i was like maybe we won't actually cover this game so i stopped playing it uh so i, I tried man uh yeah i tried a bunch of times no, I, b- I
3: believe you so yeah. i uh I think it's worth saying because I think a lot of people who are aware of it even in detail because it was heavily marketed and because it's Hideo, um, may not know the in the details of the plot but like the basic gist in the in the marketing leading up to this game's release and I think even afterwards what people who knock it fixate on is that the gameplay loop to some degree because that's what I contend with I wouldn't even say to a large degree uh, is focused on walking with, with purpose, like meditative, focused walking, walking and focusing on making sure you're walking correctly. Um, I would argue that there are, and like, it's first of all, stunning the number of different systems that ultimately evolve where that is broken up. So like, yes, a simple run is just walking, but eventually it's, Walking, but also keeping your BB satisfied while also making runs on the mules' stashes deploying right. any number of weapons in any variety of ways to do so, playing hide-and-seek and then cutting umbilical cords and collecting chiralium from the dispatched uh, beached things, you know, after you eventually unlock the full range of things that you do, I think it is a huge disservice to say Walking Simulator and yet at the same time I don't care if you do characterize it as a Walking Simulator because I think part of the game is about, in the same way I think it's a continuation of what Rockstar did with Red Dead 2. Games don't have to be constantly thriller only. It can also involve meditation, especially a game that's willing to have challenging adult themes in the way that I think this game does have at its core. Even though I agree that on the surface, the lore is very like, I don't know, Neon Genesis, however you pronounce it, Evangelion, Evangelion, I never know. Um, but you know, like, Crazy outsized lore that is on its surface just like novel for novelty's sake. I agree with you. Like, yeah, dead, like, um, Die Hard Man, like, literally the name Die Hard Man.
2: Why are they wearing stupid skull ass masks? Face or, skull mask Why the fuck are they doing that? It's like, what? Uh, who would do that? No one would do that,
3: yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, what's it? Sorry, who's the director? I know him, uh, uh Guillermo del Toro, who. Right. Yeah, right. Is, uh, Del Toro. Yes. Correct. Dead man who turns out to be literally like a stem cell Frankenstein. And sure. cool. He, so like full disclosure, I think that's true. And you should know my bias. Part of what I love about this, and it actually has this in common with Psychonauts, even though Psychonauts has such a different tone is that it's weird for weird's sake. Shit like that does not bother me. I love it. Like, yeah. people know I talk up Scud the Disposable Assassin a lot. Eraserhead's one of my favorite movies. I like weird. I like surrealist art. I like things that literally embody the sensation weird. So I do think that's part of it. And I just think it's so elevated, as I said my rant, by the fact that instead of focusing on, like, Spycraft this game's narrative is focused on, and that's what I am belaboring, but eventually wanted to get out the basics of the plot, Um, a guy whose job is to essentially be a courier in a post-apocalyptic civilization, and he's essentially trying to bring an internet online so that Every different town, which are called knots, can uh, be connected to a greater network so that the scattered remnants of humanity can cohese into something resembling a nation. He's trying to reconnect America
2: specifically. Rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. Rebuild the United Cities of America. That's what he wants to do.
3: That's right. Um, So, yeah, should I I just go on and on? Like, should I start divulging uh, more or I feel like there should be some ping pong? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, I, let me respond to a few things you said. Uh I'm glad you're making the distinction that at some point the game does get robust enough that it's not just like you're not just walking, right? That's that's 100% true. Uh the main loop is walking though. Like the like the core and loop is walking. Inventory
3: management and you love yeah. destiny. So back off.
2: <laughs> no, but I'm not saying that I'm not saying even if it I mean technically the core loop of Mario is jumping. Well, the inventory so it, management
3: can you agree like or do you agree i found so crisp and satisfying and dialogue. it's
2: crisp but it's also convoluted it's like like uh like kojima has so many ideas that they kind of stack on top of each other and obscure each other in some ways right and i like and i know that's a thing for instance that you as a human being don't have trouble with you don't have trouble with that like, I, I think, like, you can process multiple ideas at once and not feel like they're getting in each other's way. That's... I, I can't do that. I can't do that. Like, that feels distracting and convoluted to me. And, like, that might just be a limitation that I have. Uh, I can give, like, a real-life example that I think you'll find entertaining, at least, is, like, so Abe and Mike and I decided we were going to watch the, one of the presidential debates together, right? And then we also decided, hey, we want to have, like, a meeting about how the podcasts are going, right? And so Abe and Mike are having this conversation about like, you know, just what podcasts are we liking, what things should we change, et cetera, et cetera, which is a normal business conversation. And I'm getting so stressed out while it's happening because I can't listen to two things at once. I just can't do it that like when they finally finish, I'm like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to do this whole thing on a different day. (laughs) They were just like, they're like, well, we already had the meeting. I'm like, I can't have the meeting and watch the debate at the same time, which I kind of bummed everybody out. And as I recall, we
3: never did.
2: And we never did. Right. Exactly. So like I'll give you a real life
3: example that I think is very telling. We just exchanged screenplays, spec scripts, and gave each other feedback. And your feedback on mine was, it's a little dense. You really, you kind of cram in too much. And my feedback on yours was, it's a little slight. Like the bones are there, but can't you cram in more bells and whistles? Yeah, not you get more
2: things. Yeah. That's
3: (laughs) true. No, exactly. It's just the way we are, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I don't want to belabor everything over that and be like, but me is better. (laughs) Like, I don't want to do that. But uh, I do want to say, I yes. think most people, like, I still think both you and I are on the far edge of comprehension, of, like, analytical comprehension and as a media watcher. Like, we're still way out there. Uh, in terms like of on being steeped curve. in
3: all we do all day is ingest media. Yeah. Yes,
2: and also being critical, detailed watchers of content. Right. And consumers of, like, I would say on a bell <laughs> curve, like we're pretty say, far on one edge. yes. I would hope, right? So that means most people want less than this. Most people want less than this. I think. Um, I think that's why it got such mixed reaction. Is that like there's just too much here? Like I feel like there's four games worth of things here. I think you could spend an entire game just with the sister plot and what's going on with the BTS. That's a that alone is a game. That's it. Well, just there's also, like, but that. I mean.
3: So do you think movies shouldn't have subplots that riff on the central theme? Because if the central theme is connection, I think what he's done is give you a small like beer flight or like serving selection or charcuterie board of like. B arcs that support that theme from or examine it from different angles, like right, mama and Lachna's thing is a B arc, you know, just simple setup and payoff, but like the mother daughter connection, and then different characters represent different riffs on what it is for humans to find connection or have an obstacle to finding connection. (laughs) Fragile's whole deal, very good, love Fragile's whole uh, deal,
2: yeah, I like Fragile's deal too. I don't like the name fragile. It's fucking ridiculous. But well, I, yeah, especially
3: but after uh what's her name? Quiet, quiet. Yeah. <laughs> who has name naked all awful. the time.
2: His names are awful. Uh they're you like think, junior high you names. Think Sam
3: Porter Bridges is too on the nose.
2: That's like the best name too that he gets. Like the wanted- rest of them are stupider than that. I wanted
3: to name our current the a dog uh, Sam Porter Bridges, but we ended up going with Rolly Bush by a dog. thin margin. Isn't Sam Porter Bridges a good dog yeah. name? You for can count dog, on that yeah. dog. Yeah. Great
2: name. Yeah, great name for a dog. So look, so your question originally was, do I think that there that subplots that reinforce the main plot are a thing that or that, connected th-
3: tonally or by theme? Yeah, yeah, I
2: totally do. But I again, it comes down to sort of execution to to get these b plots we have to get very invested and learn all kinds of new things about the world to understand what the plot is so like the learn it's like learning avid for every one of these fucking plots it's like okay so i don't get so like they're twins but she has a baby that's a chiral connected baby and like we got to sever the loop because she died or the baby died when they had this explosion because she was pinned under some rocks but she has this twin that hates her and it's like well how does any of this shit work You know, like like and honestly, you're asking these questions, though, because he sits there and meticulously looks at this shit and you're like, well, then fucking how does it work? Like, why are some things connected to others? Why does my urine hurt spirits? I don't get that. You know, uh, like and you like it's not done in such a way that those questions don't exist. So like to give you a contrast. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick up. I'm going to pick the game Sunset Overdrive. Have you ever played that game?
3: Yeah. It's a bunch of colorful nonsense. That's fun.
2: I like that game mm-hmm. personally. I like that game. Um, I thought that was a good game. I thought it was kind of underrated. Now they throw a lot of shit at the wall in that game, right? A lot of things, right? The soda
3: isn't it like an energy drink made everyone zombies? So, yeah, or it makes something? everyone into yeah. a weird
2: zombie, and they grow it like. And you know, there's a lot of weird lore to the game. You know, as you're play like for mm. some reason you can you can surf on rails on neon, never or explained. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, and. I think that that game wisely decided if, as long as we keep everything in tone and don't make you ask questions, you will accept these gigantic leaps of logic because it's fun. You know what I mean? So, like, you're not going to have questions about it because it's fun. And I think they were right about that. In but this the game. thing is,
3: I think Death Stranding strives for, you're right. It's despite all of its weirdness in the sense of each character you interact with has their own really weird, unique thing going on, like Hartman dies every 21 minutes for three minutes. Like, everyone has their I own love that. thing. I think that's awesome. That, uh, is you a, know? that is a very cool, fresh idea, but in every case, you have to learn a whole... S- so, okay, so what's his whole deal? You have to, like, <laughs> learn it, which I love, because I think it's the kind of lore that pouring over is actually substantive, whereas, like, as opposed to reading books in Skyrim, where you're like, wow someone really made the intern sit down and write a lot of fake legends about the crow God or whatever right, right. <laughs> for the bookshelf.
2: Um, yeah. yeah. This that, actually, that's
3: true. And this is something fallout does well. The material, although I agree with you that it's deployed in a scattershot fashion because there's much less control. It's an open world game. Also, it's a pretty incredible accomplishment that, In an open world game, I think that the pacing is as tight as it is, frankly. But I agree with you that it has that Hideo feel of being a bit of a mess. Of like, information could have been displayed in a clearer order. That's briefly
2: correct. It's open world, but there's nothing in the world. There's nothing there.
3: But the the world is gorgeous, and the it's all rocks and
2: rivers. And yeah. the
3: music, the, especially the actual like tracks, soundtrack tracks, that play when you reach certain vistas and certain Very key cool. points, yeah, so are so resonant that to me, it's exactly it's like the Fallout effect. Yeah. The time you are walking from location to location is meant to be spent in meditation about the story chunk that you just imbibed, and You're... to me, that's as defensible as the loop in Destiny where you spend part of the time you know using your reflexes quickly and being like on the edge of your seat shooting shit and you spend part of your time thinking about and meditating on this gun's so cool oh i can up i can use these tokens to up it even more god i love this gun like inventory management shit i feel like uh the emptiness is a feature not a bug
2: i, I it has to be because otherwise it's a colossal mistake which i do not think is what I don't think that's the appropriate no, way to ingest the this. No, g- because
3: this game is filled with, on like is filled with hundreds of things. The game is full right. of things. Right, they, it's no shortage of thinking of systems or little gameplay loops or anything. The game's full of bullshit to do,
2: like tons of it. So you're having so just to briefly recap. You're basically having the experience I described with Breath of the Wild. That's what you're having when you're playing Death Stranding. It felt—I compared
3: it in my head a lot to Breath of the Wild, yes, yeah, and yeah. another game that's slipping my mind. But honestly, that's part of—I honestly don't think I've experienced a game exactly like it, which is why I'm so fascinated by it now.
2: It is unique. like That's a thing I could never take away from it. There's nothing else like it at all. Nothing aesthetically like it. Nothing like— like lore wise, like it, right? And nothing game mechanics like it, except for maybe Metal Gear Solid Five. And see the, the,
3: c- the themes that it's asking you to meditate on are so viscerally true and feel like so artur, like an autour indie sad boy director. I could see making a movie about this. You know,
2: sure. What I, mean? <laughs> I would really like to see Lars von Trier's movie that takes place in this universe. Uh, I don't want to see Kojima's because Kojima, I mean, man, wants to jam this full of weird teenage nonsensical bullshit. I
3: was really down on his structural skills after Phantom Limb because Phantom I'm Limb's s- story is is bullshit, dude. But
2: how? But yeah. But like, how can you say this is more clear? It's not. It's way because less clear. I played through it, and even
3: though I agree with you that. Informational tidbits could have been dispensed at different times. By the end, I understood everything. Everything was very concrete and it was incredibly cathartic and satisfying. Like it blew my
2: mind. Yeah, God, I wish I'd had that experience. I, because, I, I like, honestly do.
3: Not only the rote experience of like f- completing a road, connecting a city with a full on road that's very satisfying in one way. It's like beating a boss in Bloodborne to me. They felt similar. Yeah. Especially when you combine the social aspect that you had real people giving you validation by sending you likes for your fucking road and your ability to maintain the infrastructure. I know that it's self-aggrandizing to say it invented a new genre, but I think by claiming that, Kojima did something really clever because calling it a strand game is just again riffing on the theme. It's all about connection. like it's so consistent. Um chiralium, the made up mineral, comes out in the shape of hands, which are symmetrical but not identical. you know they're uh, you can flop them. they're not I think it's called chirally symmetrical, which is where that comes from. But uh, to me that's such an elegant visual metaphor for, uh, humans, Other humans are e- exactly like me, but different, like a left hand to a right hand. Higgs is the villain. Higgs is the God particle that provides right. the quality right. that allows particles to have mass. So it uh, tr- connects all existence. Um, The cities are called Knots, which is where a bunch of strings come together and get connected, right? Everything fucking umbilical cords are a theme. The beaches connect, like, in a Jungian subconscious. And he called it a strand game. And, like, the Cupid, Cupid shoots you and you fall in love, which is the most, you know, quote-unquote, like, beautiful form of human connection. The game itself has social integration in a novel way that hadn't been used before, which is where he gets off calling it a Strand game, where, like, your structures are seen... I mean, it had been used before. It's similar to how Bloodborne Co-op works, but with structures instead of players. Um, I just think there's so much on point, on display. And at the end, the plot beats did pay off for me. So, like, let me ask you. For you, did it not pay off... Did you not feel that cathartic, like whatever, like ooh, that story beat, boom? Never. When, when not you realized, time. when you realized that Clifford was Mads Mickelson was seeking him and not seeking the BB, and that he was his kid and he was once a BB, I,
2: I got, I had such a shrug to that.
3: Man, to uh, me, that uh, was such a cathartic, like, finale episode of a series of TV
2: payoff. Like, it, well, oh, that's shit, what it's trying he to grew be. up a BB. Yeah, and it worked on me. Right, and, and so, like, far be it from me to say, no, it didn't. Because, <laughs> like, sure, okay, I believe right. you. I believe you. But, like, but so, no, I guess the, the constructive... Yeah, but you're full of shit. The, the thing that is constructive to, to see where maybe we don't line up is why... What is the point where you had buy-in on this game like where where did you feel like i'm into this game and i'm gonna see it through
3: it's uh there were a few points where i remember feeling that very early on one was when the walking became meaningful to me which was a very breath of the wild experience because it was like cresting a particular hill coming into a knot it just looked very beautiful and a great song played like just a really well chosen song. And I was like, this game fucking rules. Like I'm vibing so hard right now. I want to live in this universe the way it feels right now. I just love, I just love being here. It feels meaningful. It feels poignant and fraught with depth for some reason. And other reasons, other moments that come to mind were like, The first time I saw the boss BTs felt to me similar to seeing some David Lynch images where you go like, that's why he gets the big bucks. Like the way that lion with the gold mask looks, I'm like, that just looks so fucking cool. I'm so into it. And then the big twist for me was I remember laughing and in fact writing satirical material about the trailer for this game featuring a seemingly never-ending cavalcade of people turning to camera and shedding a single tear where you're like, this is ridiculous. This is laughably stupid. This is just a montage of people sh- crying. Um, yet the way it's worked into the lore where they are allergic to their own innate self-destructive tendencies, which are these things called dooms, Um Ugh is used in different ways so impactfully throughout the plot that like every time someone cried as a result of the dooms, I was like that moment just fucking works. I just, I am on board for this. I can't believe honestly that the guy who did phantom limb is showing such elegance and restraint. And for me, I really think it's a symphony. Like the whole game just became about the longing to connect. I mean, literally the title is death, death, stranding which is like to me and I talk about this in therapy all the time I have a great fear of my own mortality and my knowledge that I'll die someday and I like legit have panic attacks about it where I have the fight or flight response and I don't know what to do with myself because there's no way out you can't deny or escape that Um, and when I get to the root of it it's because my fear is that somehow when I'm dead it will be being alone forever. What Mm. I fear about death is actually solitude solitude and loneliness. And I think that's what death stranding about is about is the innate desire of all humans to reconnect and we get scattered and we reconnect and we get scattered and we reconnect and a game like that to fucking about that to come out during pandemic quarantine i'm like this is a timeless masterpiece for the era like to me i i put it there with get out as like it came out at the perfect time and it's the perfect tone and i just man i couldn't love it more i think it's so keen
2: (laughs) wow i uh i will definitely not pair this with get out uh that will not happen so okay that's awesome i i envy that experience of this game i really do uh, now, let me at least put what I think is what I think is something close to objectivity uh, as a counterpoint to it, at least for the audience's sake. Oh, Although oh I know sorry, it,
3: sorry, sorry. But you did this to me earlier, so it's okay. Um, Just before we move on. Also, the fact that the ending, that it's a game about connection, and the ending is hugging is just so on brand for me. That's so fucking up my alley. Because yeah. I'm a Montessori kid. Right. So, like, I wrote. Uh, you know, stories and Drew comics that ended that way. Like a violence-driven action plot that ends with secretly to win, you have to hug the bad guy. Mmm, good shit. It's the balm we need for a divided nation. It's literally about (laughs) it's literally about reconnecting America, coming out at a time when that is literally what America needs. And we are subsumed by this tar. That just fucking ah oh, resonates on it works on so many levels.
2: I mean, I'm glad you're having that experience with it, like, and it's just fun to play.
3: I think it's fucking no, fun as hell thing to play.
2: The, I don't agree with that. Uh, so okay,
3: dude, even when you get to the point where you're like throwing the blood grenade and shooting through it to to line up headshots with BTS and stuff like no, that I, stuff rips.
2: I, it's okay. I don't think it. I don't think it rips. I think it's okay. There's never a single moment in this game that is a tenth of as fun as Metal Gear Solid Five. Like, not even close.
3: Fighting Mads Mickelson in the trenches? That's okay. No?
2: It's all right. But again, and I've also played the game for like 50 so hours to get there. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, man. I was Fulton ballooning fools in like hour 10 in Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. And people were griping about it took that, that long to get to the fun stuff for that game. So let me just briefly say, like, this is the thing I talk about with film students a lot, which is like, so, it's fine for everyone to have their own subjective experience, right? And say that this is a good like a good piece of work based on your experience of it. But in like any kind of common language, like a common cinematic language, this is a game that has the same problem that like Tarantino's Hollywood movie had, which is like it's not really about anything clear. It's got a lot of things in it that are interesting and some people are like that's enough for me. I don't mind sort of like. Wait,
3: wait, wait. How could it be clearer? Every single like. By
2: delivering clear, by delivering beats in a way that are intelligible and not putting. Every
3: note of the thing, every pixel on the screen is about human connection, reconnecting, connection between two humans. If I can dig through the nonsense.
2: No, no, no. If I can dig through the fucking nonsense of like names that are stupid and acronyms I don't understand and skull-faced presidents and dying of cancer mothers who you hate and sisters who are on a spiritual plane for no reason, and like if I can dig through all that bullshit, yeah, you're right, it's it's all there. But the problem is that bullshit is my entryway into this. So I don't understand it. Like, and I don't and like I don't like it enough to be like, well, what's this really about? Which you do, and that's like the fundamental problem here. On like a basic film school level, again, it's very much like a Tarantino film, like his most recent one, where it's like, look, I'm not going to like do the story. I'm going to do the feeling of a story and then kind of like coast around and just enjoy this like landscape and enjoy all this like texture. And then some people are like, that's amazing. And I would say, no, it's not. That's just uh, like bloated nonsense that like somebody needed to come to Tarantino or in this case, Kojima and say, Tell a story. Tell it clearly. Cut all this crap out. Make it so that it's easy to follow, so that people will like your fucking game. And the problem is that he's had so much carte blanche for so long that nobody can tell him that anymore. Nobody can be like, this is a cool idea you have here, which I agree with you. It is. Like, so let's take 80% of this nonsense out And just explain what these BTs are without a bunch of acronyms and obscure fucking interfaces with, like, weird, like, you know, Android-esque fonts and shit that are like, what does any of this mean? And just, like, help me understand what the hell is going on.
3: So let me ask you this. Do you enjoy Star Wars?
2: I kind of enjoy Star Wars.
3: Kind of. Okay. I don't
2: love it. I think it's okay.
3: Do you under... Do you under... Or, like, you like Destiny, but maybe not for this reason. Do you have lore joy...
2: Very rarely. Like Very rarely. Vernacular.
3: I mean, real the real sciences, the joy of learning words. I mean, any profession, really. Did you like learning like on-set lingo, like tweeters and babies and pancakes and shit?
2: Yes, but I didn't need to learn forty seven as the way to understand why film is interesting.
3: No, not at all. But I, that's true. So maybe it's frivolous, I guess. But it's not that it's frivolous. What I'm saying that is that it's
2: too many steps to get to the piece of it that's actually rewarding.
3: So what I'm saying, if the core of the game is this very what I consider like a mature, resonant yeah. metaphysical truth sure. that's worth meditating I on agree for some time, with all that, um, and the conveyance, like the meat and potatoes of the story, is a bunch of random lore that's just intricately connected but it could have been totally different but it isn't like it didn't have to be skull masks it could have been diff- some other thing sure but it's a bunch of imagery that he chose because he found it cool and it, like it set the tone and it set the vibe i would argue or i would challenge you to name A, like you just compared it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I think is apt. Yeah. I agree. So then the conveyance is just a bunch of stuff that was optional. It's like filigree, it's just style. Could have been other stuff. Correct. It's not super efficient, but it passed the time and the people looked interesting and there were interesting concepts thrown out generally. Correct. I agree with that assessment. And I would say that that makes this the strongest narrative of it, like any video game because, ever. Because
2: you can do the spreadsheet math where it all adds up. Well, no,
3: because I actually think video game narrative is generally that's so a part. Other than The Last of Us comes to mind, and potentially Uncharted is more straightforward. But Uncharted is so recapitulating Indiana Jones that right. it almost feels like a non-funny satire? Like, it's just a best-of album of... I think you're you know, I, how I these think stories
2: extremely go. ungenerous to games that are that are in that sort of, like, action or crime or thriller genre. Like, you're being as equally ungenerous with those games as you are being generous to Death Stranding in this depiction.
3: Do you think it's crazy to say Death Stranding is the most adult, mature storytelling in video gaming history? <sighs> is that crazy?
2: Boy, I wish I knew more. Uh, no, I think it's it, it's it's a contender, but I also would have to say it has to all it has to be successful for it to. There's achieve things that.
3: like Braid and whatnot that could make me my words that are well, more like focused, this, little this indie cancer things,
2: right? You sure. Know? Uh, like I would argue that's more mature in in its way. Uh, you could make the argument Bioshock is equally mature in its way. Yeah, uh, but
3: I think you only you need the Auteur Madman to get this. I agree, which with that. is a tr- yeah. triple A level of polish. This is also the first game I found myself using photo mode extensively yeah. in because it's gorgeous. Sure, it is. Uh, yeah. This is like the a triple A game that's so fucking weird. When do you get that? Well, I love.
2: it. I like that it's weird. I don't think it's weird that adds up in the way I that appeals to me. Uh, or like, see, like there's a part of me, it's like, it feels very realistic at times, like having these, like, and then at
3: other times, dead absurd. man and die hard man. Yeah. Are, yeah uh, like, right.
2: it's this hard to buy, right? It's this weird mashing of tones. That's like, if a Cohen brother had directed this, it'd be fucking incredible. You know what I mean? Like, like if those guys had all these elements and just rearrange them to their liking, it'd be amazing. This would be a, an incredible game. You know, because those guys know but how to match those things. But they constrained to
3: like it had to be an apocalyptic tale about beached things that are subconsciously But I think they could use connected. all
2: these elements, everything about it, mm. and make an incredible story out of it. Like I, the the problem here is that the person, the maestro of the song, like they have all the cool notes, but they don't have a fucking song. You know. So
3: for people listening who are debating whether to play this based on our conversation. Do you think it's worth engaging with to see what it is? Like, you know yeah, what I mean I because it's yeah, so do. out of the ordinary anyway. I, I, even if you don't end up finding it
2: fun. I believe 90 to 95% of people are going to play this game and think this is garbage. Uh like and not garbage like nothing about it is good cuz it's very clear some things are good right away. But garbage like I don't this isn't fun. It's just it's just fundamentally not fun. And, uh, if it's not fun, why am I doing it? You know, like it's simple as that now, but I do think there's a five to 10% of people who will play the game that are going to have, you know, this transcendent spiritual experience. And my God, I wish I was one of, I wish I was one of the saints marching in on this. I really do.
3: I, you got to admit, the walking from one place to another is far more eventful than Fallouts, for example. Like, walking yes. across the wasteland is more boring.
2: It's, m- well, yeah, I also don't like Fallout that much. Uh, I, again, I'm going to go back to. Dagger to my heart. But you know that. That's not news to you. I, I like it better than this because it's f- more fun <laughs> regularly. That makes it worse. I wish you yeah. liked this better. I wish I did too. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, like,. Uh, again, Breath of the Wild is a perfect... So alone. Is a, <laughs> so alone. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is a perfect connection to this because... Maybe because I'm already bought in a little bit on Zelda, so maybe I have a pro-Zelda bias in my heart. And I'll, like, I'll admit mm-hmm. to that. But also because... I just enjoy the game loop more. Like, it's fun from the very beginning, and it never stops being fun. Like, now, some people, like Tom, for instance, Tom and I had a big argument about this, think that the game is intentionally obstructive in ways that are frustrating, like with the weapons breaking and stuff. And my, my argument, and I think that's a legitimate critique, and that's my whole problem with Death Stranding in the first place, which is it makes everything that's easy to do in other video games very hard to do. Climbing is hard. Walking is hard. Crossing a river, hard. You know, right?
3: Which I think is, I mean, that's what I love. In there's so many films I love, like uh, Blue Ruin comes to mind, where he steals a gun, and it has a lock on the trigger. It has a trigger lock on it, and he spends a good chunk of the movie trying to break the lock open, and it ends up ruining the gun. And that's that. I love movies and games and any narrative where they go. What if we took it seriously, seriously? In real life, and you know, that's like how we Red come Dead up. 2, you know right? this well. That's how we come up with a lot of sketch premises yep. too. It's like, yep. I know this trope treats this like this, but what if he got shot in the shoulder and he bled out and died immediately? Right. That's kind of funny. Yeah. And that's what would really happen. Shit like that. So I think it's I, I do think it's intentional and it's to make you realize. That even something as mundane as walking actually involves a lot of processes and is fairly engaging and interesting if you calm your mind and meditate on that act.
2: Uh, I'm going to I'm going to accept the majority of that. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I I would quibble with the part where it is enjoyable. Uh, I think it, it I don't think it is. Uh,
3: it made me hap- grateful to be alive, Adam. I,
2: man. <laughs> Yeah, we're just we're just having a different experience. Cause, and
3: like Tarantino, the soundtrack selection is mm, choice.
2: You've said the soundtrack thing. I, I, my only counterpoint is like, yeah, it's there sometimes. Not a lot, but it's it's there sometimes. I agree, and it's great. Uh, it's, well, you can turn it on
3: whenever you want. Eventually, which
2: is fine. Doesn't make it a good game. <laughs> you know, like,
3: hey, at least it has a plot, Mister Zelda Boy.
2: Uh, so uh, this is where my, this is where this is gonna hurt your, protagonist your feelings. Doesn't speak. This is gonna hurt your feelings. Uh, I'm sorry uh-huh. about that. But like I would argue that Zelda is better because it has less plot than this. Like I think this 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 thing is like has so much plot that it's actually uh, hindering our ability to enjoy it emotionally. Like for instance, and I know I'm not the only one that felt this way because I read some reviews. Uh, I was mad that I couldn't play the damn game for two hours. Let me play the game. I watched a fucking feature film before I could play the game. You know, uh meaning
3: unskippable cutscenes. Yes, you and talking? also
2: cutscenes that where at the end of it I know less about what's going on than when I started. It's it's like the worst seasons of Lost all the time. Where I'm like, okay, they're not gonna explain the fucking polar bear, and there's no Ben Linus here. They're just like weirdly talking about plane crashes and shit, and I don't know what any of this is. You know, like uh,
3: I would argue that Death Stranding does pass the the math test. Like by the full completed ending of the game, if you were taking notes and added everything up, everything is explained. That's the part but where I know you Cody and I, says that about Lost, and I disagree. Well, so. I think
2: he's right about Lost. That's the part where I'm so glad you can say that because that's the part where you and I don't disagree. We agree about that, and that tells you it's not just about everything. Final, every box gets checked. That is not what makes people feel. Uh, the sort of narrative connection or the triumphant feeling of a thing working. Some people it is, like I think for you it is. It's also the way in which
3: they're checked, so to speak. It's, it's
2: more that than that they get checked. It's more the Kojima, way.
3: Kojima treats it like a jazz solo, basically. That's it's all just he like, knows like how to ditties, do. It goes wherever it wants. He doesn't yeah. know
2: how to play an orchestra. He doesn't know how to do that. He knows how to step up with a saxophone and go. Here we go, baby. We're gonna play the solo from national anthem by Radiohead. Fortunately, some of you like gonna, that.
3: And it's some well, at least for me, yeah. It's yeah, gonna like cause an emotional impact. Like he can swing a big bat, is you well, know, and so to speak. He also like,
2: misses a lot. Like uh, this, Lynch. Lynch
3: has the same aspect yeah. where it's like uh, he misses a lot, but when he gets me, it's yeah. like. I don't know what you did, but I feel weird right. and I like yeah. it. Yeah, See, I Lynch, something about this. Lynch is, escapes, defy, you know, being defined.
2: Right. Lynch is a great comparison because, like, I don't think everything. I, Lynch doesn't actually go through the exposition to explain everything. Like if he made a mm-hmm. four hour movie uh, that wasn't Inland Empire, I think he I think his <laughs> movies could make sense. Like they could all add right. up, but that's not what makes him good. You know, what makes him good is, like, uh, that he has this, you know, llorando scene. It's like, I don't know what happened there, but my God, you know, like, watch these women cry to this woman singing in Spanish. It's incredible.
3: Right. There is just a skill of combining elements into something that strikes a chord that resonates with the human soul, and you don't even have to know why. Yes, and
2: that's more I mean, it's exactly
3: in the same way an abstract painting can be arresting. Like, I love Kandinsky.
2: Don't tell me it means something Mm -hmm. specific. I'll be like, no. You know, like, but but, like, I love his work. I really do. Uh, So like, it's, it's more important to the emotional connection of a consumer to, for the, for the pieces to add up to emotional catharsis, than for them to make narrative sense, in my opinion. I think, like, I think David Lynch is more important than Kojima. Uh, or than Fallout, for instance, because he because of that skill, I think that skill is more important than like. Would cool you agree with
3: me that of all the nonsense lore, this is the most elegant? Like I, the others yes, are even I would. worse, so to speak. I would. Yeah. So
2: the the only reason I'm re- reacting so vociferously to it is that the game. I'm
3: like Phantom Limb is truly nonsense. No, I hate. You want to f- no, see some nonsense? But we laughed at that. Yeah.
2: You know, like, it, it, that game's also stupid. Suhalanthropus. Oh, philanthropist! Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> stupid.
3: Also, Revolver Ocelot, also known as Gerald. Also known He's as like, Adamska, Adam,
2: yeah. Freddie McFredderson. <laughs> like, what, which yeah. name is it? Pick one. Stupid asshole. <laughs> so, like, he does do this shit. Uh, I, I, what was your question? What was your question? I just lost it because of fucking Suhalanthropus. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> I, well, we're talking about Lynch, Kandinsky, yeah. and Kojima, right. you know? Three equally no. talented no. artists. So, <laughs> so,
2: uh, <laughs> so I don't remember what your question was, but, but, like, broadly speaking, being able to affect the audience through tactics, through techniques and tactics, and, of course, I'm going to say yeah. this because I'm a director, is every bit as important as the substance. Yeah. Uh, and kojima does not have that ability why like he hasn't figured it out yet um and he's had a lot of shots at it man i just kind of think he doesn't know how to do it uh you know because the guy is not a young guy he's not still exploring the art form he's been doing this for like 50 years now or however long you know uh, yeah,
3: at this point, uh, he's also successful enough that I doubt there's a lot of pushback forcing him to evolve his well, storytelling techniques. Isn't. He's going to ride it They're out. clearly, yeah. like,
2: like, Again, like, yeah, I wish some young, hungry filmmaker had all these elements and was just like, cut this down till you think it's a good story and tell that story. Like, I honestly think this would be an incredible indie game. I know it couldn't be because of the money involved to make a world like this, but like... I think there's an indie game here that's, like, amazing. Uh, Isn't
3: it technically an indie game? I think it I is. But I just like it
2: a $30 or a $20, like, you know, five-hour thing. Like, I think that would be cool. Oh,
3: sure, like Return of Obra Dinn, like, super yeah. focused.
2: Yes, that's what I want out of this. I just want the focused version of it. I don't think it's cool enough to do, like, a four seasons of television story out of this. Uh, At least I'm not experiencing that.
3: So you know like when the perfect lo-fi beats playlist is playing and it's foggy out and there's a warm mug of coffee and whatever and, and it's perfect and the cat's on your lap. Like, I like the vibe of this world so much, I appreciated how long it was because of my tactile desire to engage
2: with it. That's how I felt about Breath uh, of the Wild. That game could have gone on forever. Found,
3: I found it incredibly soothing. It actually diminished the frequency of my panic attacks and stuff like that.
2: So you should write him a thank you letter. Like, you really should. He did something hey, for you. Hey, let me ask you this, because
3: you also don't like my other favorite game. so is this better than Psychonauts? No, no,
2: I do like Psychonauts. I just haven't been like in a place to play it. I don't think Psychonauts oh, okay. is bad. I, I think Psychonauts <laughs> is way more creative. I think Psychonauts is like sort of I think the cartoonish feel of it is a little alienating for me. But I but that's really just me being an old bastard. Like it's me hating Pokemon, if you will. You sure. know? But like As we talked about yes, in our last correct. episode. The narrative of it though is perfectly serviceable and good. Uh, and also, I think it's kind of. I do think it's streamlined enough. I don't think it's like too convoluted. You know? Oh, yeah.
3: Psychonauts is easy to grok. Yeah. It's no big but deal. But it's not that um, easy. But it's not s- that but easy. super to grok. imaginative. Yes.
2: Yeah. Right. That's, see, that guy, the double fine guy, that's who should make Death Stranding. Tim Schafer. Yeah, Tim Schaefer. Yeah,
3: Grim Fandango. Yeah. I always think of just as mm, such. Such a lovely world and so imaginative. Yeah, yeah. and I, Instantly I, I love engaging. those
2: kinds of storytellers. I, and I like that about Kojima. I just don't think he...
3: That's what know? I meant about nerd lore and the density of, like, I just love a new... I actually do love, as pointless as it is learning how a new universe works, the magic systems, the whatever, you know, the, this council decided this after the great cataclysm. So now things work this way. And that's how magic functions. The ley lines do this. Um, I love all that shit. If it's really good and ambitious and I can tell there's a lot of thought and passion behind the person world building, they call it, uh, back in my day. And, uh, I just love meticulous world building. And I do think uh, like with Death Stranding, Kojima has done his best world building I ever. Agree.
2: I just wish that like Skyrim, it was streamlined enough that the main narrative experience wasn't obstructed by the side quests. See and this, that's the problem is I think a lot of this would be a cr- like awesome side quests or DLCs. Like I think that one, the the story of the woman who's still connected to her baby that ends up dying with her twin or whatever. That's a really cool yeah. DLC right really cool right right like a right a good 10 hour dlc awesome mhm uh oh that's
3: true I, I see so i mean it's just a difference of yeah our experiences i did find as i say like the big plot payoffs like oh you were a bb that was raised that's why you can repatriate um etc etc amelia is bridget that's her spirit in the beach form that stuff did all hit me like it worked on me in the way of like memento twist you know like oh shit that is true oh wow uh that did get me and what were we talking about we're talking <laughs> about random. we're talking about
2: whether or not the density of the material should be laid out like dlcs or not
3: that's right that's right um i was gonna say the one that missed me is heart man's plot didn't yes. seem to have Huge shrug a payoff in the way that Generally, my understanding from, like, screenwriting, if you do a planned payoff, there should have been one more beat with Hartman's story. I didn't know what he, the deal he was He should have with been that.
2: a second playable character in a DLC. That would have been very I would not cool.
3: disagree that a bunch of DLCs about each sub-character would be really dope. I agree. Yeah. That would be really like, interesting. I,
2: like, again, let us focus on the already dense enough main story. You know, like
3: so, you'd lose like Dead Man, Die Hard yeah, Man, Clifford, yeah. and yep. Heart Man. Lose all that, and it would just be like a ten-hour game where you learn about what a, what strands are, and you build roads, and you connect America, and it says good and job. It
2: turns out you're the. It turns out you're the baby all along. Yeah, that that's yeah. enough. And then
3: it's like to find out more, download this shit, well, and it, you can play as Heart it, Man to, and do a weird meet thing. You things. All
2: these people, you just don't get so invested in their narrative. You know what I mean? Like, you, you meet you yeah. meet Fragile, you meet... I mean, maybe Fragile's still in it, uh, but, like, you...
3: See, I actually... Interestingly, I actually did have a big problem with Quiet. I think Quiet is at the
2: you core... You Fragile? Uh, mis- no, Quiet Quiet's the character at- from Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, that's what okay. I mean. Okay.
3: I think Quiet was at her core a male gaze character yeah, duh. like yeah. dumb as hell Obviously. like a misogyny yeah. character fragile despite the name which i made fun of before i played the game because i was like here we go again fragile actually is a pretty well-rounded yeah. character with a lot of
2: shit going on in the plot that is very interesting he, he um, definitely got woke enough yeah. not to be offensive in this uh, fragile sorry. is not
3: offensive, but you would think after the name Quiet and the name Fragile, you are like, oh boy, I was here worried we go again. But it's not that.
2: No, no, he 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 managed to not step on that landmine. Like he's not, he's not, he's not offending uh, woke thinkers this time around. Uh, he, yeah, he he's just offending people with like coherent <laughs> narrative sensibilities. Uh, there you yeah.
3: go. I feel like we're getting dry and in the weeds. Is it time to? wrap it out
2: yes uh is there more big uh, juicy uh,
3: i want big juicy philosophical
2: or story shit i wish i had more like i just didn't have enough buy-in to get curious about the like the under current of it i think we've like done a good job talking about the main thing about this game okay
3: did you think it was a cool mystery box technique how you saw you were riding the elevator you would see from bb's view Mads yes, Nicholson. Didn't you did find like that, that impactful technique? I, yeah. I
2: thought at first the baby thing was going to be very dumb. Like, very dumb and like, like, uh, like shitty horror beat. I, I thought for a while that's mm-hmm. what we were going to get. Uh, they did a nice job with it. Uh, it's still completely perplexing how it would work uh, at all. But, like, you know, okay, I, I'll give it some suspension of disbelief. And I do like what they did with the baby stuff. Uh, I love. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it too.
3: The final choice of taking Lou out of the thing—it's right. the only thing that could happen off the grid—is yeah. it's it's the only thing that could happen. Yeah. But it gave me the cathartic feeling yeah. of finality of like, and it is done. The destiny is fulfilled. Right. The baby
2: is free to grow finally. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and I just thought everything it just looked cool as hell. It did and it look made cool me as feel hell. Weird. And that's what I like. Like when you see the the lighting on the yep. shit when Clifford Unger is cry is weeping black tears and zombie World War One soldiers are rising from the muck. It just looks it cool. It does as look hell. very cool.
2: It really it, it really does. It's a very sophisticated horror sensibility, like in terms of imagery. Like the guy is yeah. a, the guy is a vivid image maker. He's so There's good. There's the reason that.
3: he gets someone like Nicholas Winding Refn to be in his fucking video. Yeah, game.
2: sure. I, like I like I.
3: No, I'm not saying they're. Gr- I don't think Nicholas Winding Refn's all that great, but like They share a visual sensibility that's very sophisticated. I also think
2: Kojima just likes whacking off and wants to be important.
3: You know, I, I, like he likes rubbing uh, elbows and other body parts with famous right. directors. That's what he likes. Who to wouldn't?
2: Do. I'd love to do that. I'd like to just be the director. I don't need. I'd love to work
3: with Guillermo del Toro because he respects my work. That That'd would be, be cool. Yeah, sure. That'd
2: be cool. I'd like to work with Griffin in that respect. But also, I don't know. That, that to me is like where we start feeling the pretension, like the pretentious vibe that mm-hmm. often trickles into his work. That's the point where I was like, this isn't cool. It's pretentious. Like you didn't get Jack oh, see, Nicholson. to me, You got I've, Guillermo del Toro.
3: The The swing at pretentiousness i i actually liked i felt like i felt like it's refreshing to be in a room where all the adults are like kids wouldn't even like this game i liked that about it right
2: that that gives it a sense of authentic like not authenticity uh of gravity
3: or like just as i age yeah. it's fun to see a medium that i love also mature that's fair See signs of that i
2: I also yeah i i I, this is just adam's taste i have like a pitchfork (laughs) review version of taste for this game uh okay i've said my piece all right okay
3: as have i sir and i feel more connected with you as a result that
2: is true we we have had a chiral network
3: episode officially a part of the chiral network (laughs) and a strand this is a strand episode it's a whole new genre of podcasting
2: yeah uh, should we pass our final checkpoint, uh, but avoid the sixth stranding?
1: The
3: sixth extinction, yes, indeed. Yeah, we will. sixth um, We will pass the checkpoint, which in this case is speculating wildly about how Kojima's definitely making a PT game, and it's going to bring back the Silent Hill franchise. It's going to be great. A PT game. What do you mean? Do you not know about PT? No, tell me. Oh, Really? I don't know. It's so, like, ubiquitous in my world that I can't believe you haven't heard of it. Kojima famously made a horror game called PT that never came to fruition. PT stands for, like, playable test. And people consider it you know, horror, fans of horror games, which I am too scared to play. I don't like being suddenly surprised by things in games. And um, P.T. supposedly is really fucking scary. And people love to pass it around and talk about how you can't find it anywhere because it was canceled. And they hope Kojima makes it someday or brings back Silent Hill in some fashion, which he said he will never do.
2: Well, you know, with Kojima, anything is possible.
3: I hope he keeps making new universes with it, dense lore that is unrelated to any pre-existing universe. I hope That's he gets a
2: favorite. Thelma uh Is that her name? The editor from Scorsese? I, do, I don't I, know. I hope okay. he gets Scorsese's editor to come in there and be like, no, cut this, this, and this. And like,
3: Scorsese has an editor?
2: Yeah, dude.
3: His. his you would never know His it. editor That's is, his big problem.
2: Uh, His editor is a huge part of shaping his movies. Huge part.
3: Well, maybe this will help you decide whether to play Death Stranding or not. I don't like Scorsese and think Scorsese is wildly overrated. So that's for a different podcast. Well,
2: yeah. We should... Haven't I said that in your presence before? No. I I don't entirely hate that opinion. Uh, and it's
3: because of his editing or lack thereof. Bugs, yeah, me. Bugs gets... the shit he... out of me.
2: Well, yeah, he's not the worst offender on that, but but I'm with you on some of what you're saying there.
3: Ooh, who's the worst? Tarantino. Is Tarantino the worst?
2: I mean, (laughs) I don't know if anybody's the worst. He's pretty bad. He's pretty bad. uh, There's only really four or five guys that even get to be that bloated.
3: They get to do that when they want. Yeah, Yeah. and
2: Tarantino's made several three-hour films now that were better as one-and-a-half-hour films to me. Like, I like even Django Unchained, I walked out of theater, I was like, that was an hour too long. Good movie, yeah. but it was an hour too long. Have uh, you read A Hundred Years of Solitude? I have, uh, but a very long time ago.
3: Death Stranding filled me with the same yeah, world-building lore that I see did, that. Where you, like, find out quirky little things, and you're just like, that's so weird and neat. Uh,
2: yeah, it has a kind of... It does sort of try to fuse different tones together the way that novel does. Yeah. Uh, It's a magical realism. Yeah, it is. A little bit. I agree with that. Magical realism is not a bad connecting point. And that is very fun to engage with. You've softened my visceral hate of it a little bit.
3: Hooray. Yeah, well done. This really just made me miss you so much, man. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
2: Wouldn't it be great to (laughs) hang out? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, well. as of
3: this recording, they have two vaccines that have an over 90% success rate in so trials, soon, so soon here's enough. hoping. I'll tell you this. I, my ass is coming to LA immediately upon it being in my veins. Give me that Vax, yeah. baby. Yeah,
2: that'd be fun. <laughs> For sure. For yeah. sure.
3: I, I never thought when I relocated, it would be like over a year before I saw my friends or family again in person. It's bizarre.
2: It's, uh, yeah... You're right that this game we're does fit this now. Yeah, and you should be. I mean, and it's getting worse. So like we Gen's immunocompromised,
3: so yeah. yeah, we're strict.
2: Yeah, that's good. Good for you. Uh, I guess. I mean...
3: I'll see you in Valhalla, my friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we all kind of need to get more strict, right? I mean, we're getting 170,000 yeah. cases a day now.
1: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema
4: club. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time, time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward, inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT and T Fiber. Live like a man. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit AT slash hypergig for details. Uh, I'll say
3: that I'll in. Oh no, we have to do a segment. Hey, let's hurry it up. Oh let's yeah, do keep keep
4: her delete. I apologize.
2: <laughs> so I, I will. I'm still gonna delete this. I do admire the effort. Uh, yep, and I admire your point of view about it. Uh, but no, I don't. I think the aliens are going to be very angry with us. If they play yeah, this game. and I'm,
3: I'm going to keep it. Uh, it's my favorite game. I think it will be dethroned. It will just serve as my favorite game for a time because it's a game that has a time and place. Um, and thank you for reveling in it with me.
2: Of course, that's Absolutely. all. Yeah,
3: let's wrap it up because, uh, are you sick of talking to me? <laughs> no,
2: uh, not at all. We've but... been
3: podcasting for a bit. Cause, I, oh, do you have to turn in soon?
2: I have to turn it in uh, okay. somewhat All right. soon. But, uh, my
3: PS5 came today. I was like, do you want to oh, fuck around and
2: shit. Uh, chat
3: and play Valhalla or something?
2: Uh, I do want to do that. Can you do it tomorrow night? Yeah, we can do it tomorrow. Tomorrow night it shall be, my friend. All right. All right. Well, and that's the episode. And that's
3: the end. <laughs> Play Psychonauts.
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Some 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
4: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine
2: country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in.
4: Ah, ski slopes. Let's
0: do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait.